When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. So Album for the Day wants to take a minute to really reflect on Album for the Day and how we used to do top five lists all the time. All the time. All the time. And it didn't matter what it was, best rock and roll scream, what's the best drum fill, Best uh, best first track on an album, best second side opener, best makeup on stage. Mm. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of categories and all ways to go about that, and we've decided to delve into that a little bit further as we keep going with album for the day. Mm-hmm. Album for the day today, we continue with our building the band that we're doing and um today we're gonna get into something really special that i would say might be one of the most debatable positions in the band absolutely but first that's debatable (laughs) that's true too (laughs) but first um we're gonna talk about an honorable mention that Mm. we forgot to mention from the keys Mm -hmm. and uh what was yours jay professor long hair i couldn't believe because like he with with the new orleans sound i mentioned dr john and then i just skipped right over one of my favorite keys player of all time in professor long hair i just went right over it and just whatever professor long hair deserves as much credit as any jazz and blues musician in new orleans the dude was electrifying and absolutely i mean he he was the same way with dr john you could hear the culture you could hear the new orleans in him and he brought a whole area to life in his playing and it was he's amazing and i love him regionalism is Mm. fantastic Mm. and when you're at the top of that you don't necessarily need much more Tipitinas. Yeah, girl. <laughs> um, mine is, and I understand this may be arguable, uh, I don't know that we brought up Tori Amos. We did not. We and, did um, not. Oh. She's not only versatile in style, but she's versatile in instruments. Mm-hmm. She can play the harpsichord. Mm-hmm. I've watched her swivel around mm-hmm. from the piano to the harpsichord. We've all watched her swivel around on the piano. That was a different movie. Um, but. And she can sing her face off, too. The yeah. girl's got a great... She can write songs. That's a good one. I really like Plus, that. Plus, you got to go with the ginger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazingly talented. Amazingly talented. Anyway, so on to... Lead guitar. Lead guitar. Ooh. This is the the 
the color, if you will, the the filling, the painting in with all the sometimes unnecessary <laughs> noise. It fills in more spaces <laughs> than anything else does. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to start it off with somebody that I feel he's on every list, um, and we don't even have many recordings of him, and that's Robert Johnson. Absolutely. Um uh, invented the blues basically well he invented finger style blues um, without Robert Johnson you don't have Eric Clapton you don't have B.B. King now to be fair if you're talking about Robert Johnson inventing stuff didn't he wasn't he the one that invented the uh, makeshift guitar on the box which did, no, well yes and Bo Diddley we wouldn't have him without that Exactly. So there's, there's, and there's so many yeah, people. All the influence. You, there. you, ask, you ask any guitar player, any guitar player, who their influences are, and he's on every single list, every one. Or you're a poser, <laughs> <laughs> or you don't listen to guitar. You know, like. Well, I mean, for crying out loud, yeah. man! If you play it, you should listen to it, well, and, and not just what's, the what's funny. What, well, what's funny about him is like. He's still influencing people, and his recordings were in the 1920s. You know, this is a hundred years ago that he's playing the the style that people are still figuring out. And to master your craft, you have to understand finger style. Technology was so minimal at yeah. that time. It's a wonder that we have recordings. He was recording of Robert Johnson. He was recording in a hotel room in a facing a corner. Recording one song at a time on a live track, and it didn't, still sounds like that. Didn't John Mellencamp do an entire album just like that? I don't know, but that I would love to hear that if he did. That's amazing. Eighty nine percent sure that eighty nine. I love eighty nine. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, throw them out. Who you got? Carlos. Carlos, mother breeping Santana. He's one of those players that no matter what, you know it's him. Immediately. A, immediately. The, him and Brian May are the two guys that as soon as you hear Gonna go ahead and put him in there. Too. As soon as you hear him, you're like, oh, I know who that is. And Santana's tone is so warm. And the dude's also just such a good dude. The positive influence coming off of that dude, he's like a ray of sunshine. Side note, I read a really interesting story where somebody wanted that sound and had a clandestine situation where they knew where Santana's stuff, gear, was going to be overnight. Oh, no. Went in, recorded something on it, put it back. Nobody was the wiser. Oh, wow. Did he get the tone? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Man. Stuck everything back just the way it was. I would hope so. I'd hate to. That, that, to me, that's kind of dirty, but I I love that story. I love the sneakiness. <laughs> the sneaky. But I, but I feel bad for for Santana, you know? like Why? I fixed it back. Well, but he, it's like, but he it's like said he marked where everything was. Well, but I, but this is what I'm saying is it's like Santana's mojo is his mojo. You know, you don't go in and mess with a man's mojo. I didn't steal it. I borrowed it. Exactly. And then I gave it back. Yeah. yeah. I could see both sides of the coin on that one. I'm not mad at it. 
I just see both sides. If I was Santana, I'd be pissed. If I was this dude, I think I got a, I think I got a good thing. But upon further reflection, Dean Ween don't give a damn. So <laughs> whatever. I think Carlos is on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say one one person that I see a lot of like the greatest guitar players of all time lists, and the dude he's he's never as high as I think he should be as David Gilmore. For sure. Um, the yeah. guy, the guy, he, he in Pink Floyd, the he guy. He was a captain of some of the greatest uh, songs, some of the greatest albums in rock history. And he had crazy good guitar solos through the whole albums. And he had to put up with all that mm. delightful Goodness. backstory <laughs> that is Pink Floyd. Yeah. Yeah, and man, I just want to play the freaking guitar. I just want to, I just want to, I want to sing with my guitar, and make some crazy space noises. Oh, dude, I love uh, Pink Floyd's one of the best. I bands think you just wanted to metal. Mm, I see what you did there. Nice <laughs> pun there. Yeah. Was it pink enough? <laughs> it was. It was. Thank you very much. I'm gonna go ahead and throw Slash in. Yeah. I mean, I think his guitar work speaks for itself. But, like, when they make a commercial that's a decision so easy, and then they show Slash at, like, a garage band audition. Yeah. yeah. They're like, stop, stop. You got the job. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> God knows the Guns N' Roses will probably break up again. I mean. They've been going strong for a while. There's no, there's they, no Velvet Revolver reunion. They've, they've been going stronger than I thought they would. We'll they put it really that way. Have. I like, mean, to be honest, with inflation, they're probably actually grossing more now than they did then. I'm going to say yes. They certainly have a larger audience. Yeah, now that the Chinese democracy is. Oh, God. Let's just forget about that. Let's just redo it. Mm. Let's just redo it with Slash and just name it like ukraine democracy or something mm. you know do something different or uh you uh, you know i don't even know you guys come up with a better title you chinese democracy democracy oh yeah maybe i don't know it's the world cup where we don't sell beer but we signed up budweiser yeah right <laughs> uh i'm gonna throw out three i'm gonna throw three quick ones mm. that we're gonna we're gonna talk about for a minute but they're Honest. on they're on every list and I think these are the three biggest names that everybody always debates. Hendrix, Van, Eddie Van Halen, and Jimmy Page. Now, all of them have an absolute quality about them. I think the best player of those three is Eddie Van Halen. I think the Absolutely. Most, I think no the, question. I think the most iconic is Jimi Hendrix. I think the most inventive was Jimi Hendrix. I think Jimmy Page was in the best band slash bands with the Yardbirds and uh, Led Zeppelin. I'm gonna. I think Jimmy Page had better people around him. Certainly, you oh, know. Man, I mean, dude, that if means you think, you're dogging on the band of Gypsies. That means I'm not dogging on him. I'm saying Jimmy Page was in a band with John Bonham. Well, John Paul sure. Jones and, Robert, and Plant. Robert Plant. That is not dogging on anybody. I'm not dogging on Mitch Mitchell. I'm not dogging on. Any, I'm not. Let you me, know. I'm let not, me. Yeah. Let me say this though. When you say it like that, mm -hmm. it sounds like 
none of the members of the who would qualify because they were all the same think, exact kind of thing. If you don't think I was going to bring up, I mean, like, the who is one of my favorite bands of all time. You were going to bring up Pete, Pete in a minute. Pete Townsend is definitely in this conversation. With For me. sure. Like, okay. Yeah. He, right. he, it, he is the who I think Hendrix was the most inventive. Absolutely. I think, Page is the most iconic. Here's why I say that is because if you say Jimmy Page, yeah, that's people know who that is. Now they know who Jimi Hendrix is too. Who who do you see on T-shirts more, Jimi Hendrix or Jimmy Page? I see. What's the drug consumption ratio of these? (laughs) (laughs) Now I see more Led Zeppelin shirts than Hendrix shirts. But do I see Jimmy Page shirts? You know, like there, well, it's a, it's a whole it's a whole thing of there's like a whole thing, yeah, of iconic. You know, like there's a thing. But definitely, Eddie had the classical training. Eddie and people. I'd, here's the reason. I'd say nine out of ten people couldn't even mention, couldn't name who was in Hendrix's band. Well, and that's true, and that's why I tried to bring that out, but you shat all over it. <laughs> It's not actually using the word if it's a past tense, right? It is. Oh, well, magnify. Magnify. Um, Dude, do you know Jeff Beck? No. No, no, no. So he... Mark Knopfler would not want us to bring... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he would. Mark Knopfler would be talking with us right now about Jeff Beck, how we we waited this long to bring him up. You're right. So Jeff Beck had a... He had a a song he recorded in, uh, like, 19... Oh, gosh, it was like 67 or something. And Hendrix actually threw a shout out, played the same lick on a live album that he was recording. Uh, like two, I think it was a year or two later. Freaking fantastic. But, but, and again, to say Jeff Beck is not in this conversation is another thing. Like, oh, no. Like, I'd never say yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And, and the when thing Hendrix. About Jeff Beck being in this concept. In this context that we're talking about, though, mm-hmm. is Jeff Beck blends so well so with easy. so many people. That's kind of his thing. Yeah, like and he, and every he time he puts an album out, he's got a pile well, of collaborators. Well, and everybody loves working with him because he's For not sure. only he's not only he knows when to wail it out. Well, he's got he that also instinct. knows when he knows when to bring it down. Mm-hmm. He knows when to make everybody around him. He knows better. when to let somebody else shine. He knows when to hold them. He knows when to fold them. He knows when to walk <laughs> away. He knows when to jam. Yeah. Oh, speaking of jamming, I would be remiss if I did not Mr. mention Mr. Trey Anastasio and Jerry Garcia in the same breath. Because I've seen I've seen fish uh, more times than I'd like to admit. Probably I'm at about 145 now, um, and I love that band. They're amazing. Absolutely, uh, one of the most fun live bands to see live. Uh, live bands to see live. A little little do, doing it double style there. Uh, I did not have the opportunity to see Jerry Garcia live. Um, he died in 1994, a little bit before my time in my concert uh, experiences. Um, but Trey, he knows how to feel a crowd. 
and he knows how to jam. He, he looks out at the crowd, mouth open sometimes. It's kind of weird to look at him when he's just like, but you can tell he's reading like the energy of the crowd. And it's like, and he plays with how the crowd is behaving, how they're dancing. And it's just like, it's, it's a really cool thing to see. And he's one of my all-time favorite guitar players to watch live. Well, I don't want to leave out um, anybody from Panic because mm. there's also some great lead guitar going on there. Hauser. Didn't Mikey. even. Yep. That's a good one. That's and a very good one. it started there, and, you know, that guy was a real talent. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Real loss. Rest in peace, Mikey. Mm. Well, so, same, speaking of talent that died way too soon as well, about Dwayne, and with the same vein of jam bands, Dwayne Allman. That dude, he played with Aretha Franklin. He played with everybody back then. Derek and the Dominoes. <sighs> yeah. And to get to Clapton as well with Derek and the Dominoes. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, like... I, it, I mean, I want to go ahead and bring up George Harrison while we're at it, because... Harrison, I love that call. I love that call. And it was I, tasteful. I can tell you a couple... There's a couple, you know, people will say, oh, he couldn't play the solo on my guitar gently weeps well you can guitar gently get the fuck out of here because <laughs> because harrison knew what to do he knew how to play he knew when to play and when to shut up he knew he's in the beatles man he wrote three of the best beatles songs ever recorded and he was the back burner for the beatles he was like they were like oh george you got a song and he'd be like yeah i've been saving this one and it'd be like, bang, something, like, shut up, shut My the front door. Sweet Lord. Uh, yeah, and well, that's a solo. You know, he was saving that for himself. Well, that's what I'm saying is there was and a there lot was of stuff from All stuff. Things Must Pass that dude. they were like, no, nah, we don't want to do that. And then he was like, dude, these are great songs. Now, They're if you thought for songs. one second we were just going to fly right by... And you were not going to have to concede that you used to despise Mr. George Harrison. I thought that he was the worst Beatle. There's a difference of despising and thinking. This is like saying that, you know. Do you want me to quote you? You know what you used to say all (laughs) the time. In a Beatles conversation. In a Beatles conversation, you put him. You do the Pepsi I'm challenge. I'm gonna give you a pass because I took a whole semester class on the Beatles. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure you and said we, it outside of those five months. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, but that's also to get your goat. <laughs> so now you're saying George is the greatest of all time? No, I'm not saying he's the greatest. Is of that all time. not what everyone else just heard the man say? No, I what did not the say he's man. Not. I said he he deserves to be in the conversation. He was amazing in the Beatles. I'm just getting you I would, go. I wouldn't man. say I wouldn't just getting you go. You get my you're getting yeah. my Tom Brady. Yeah, I got your back. <laughs> oh god. So, all right, other people to mention. 
since speaking of uh, early passings, Dimebag Daryl, uh, if you're going to talk no. about a heavy metal legend, Dimebag Daryl is in that conversation. There's very few, like Tommy Iommi. Um, I would put Tom Morello in that. Um, I'm going to put Bonnie Raitt up in there because wow. Bonnie Raitt's lead guitar stuff, oh. it's not child's play. She's playing with a slide. A lot of these people that we've already named cannot play with a slide. Derek Trucks. Boom. Boom. But still, Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie Raitt. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. But to go back to what I was saying with the with heavy metal, like there's also like Randy Rhodes. There's a bunch. Steve of, Vai. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if you yeah. want. Yeah. yeah See, that's the thing, though, is like in the context of a band. Kirk Hammett. Mm, mm. Interesting call. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so and the thing about the the heavy metal dudes is they play so John Prashante. Oh yeah, no, yeah. He's so he's so space cadet with me though. He's hit or miss. Where I'm just like, eh, I I like him, but I'm always like, I feel like he. But he's the dude who. He lets Flea does, do what he does. He lets Chad Smith do what he does. And he fills in these little gaps. And he's more about the negative space than he is about his positive space. And I like that about him. He's one of the few that does it really well. He understands that concept. Mm-hmm. And he definitely manifests it. But I get what you were saying before that. And where I'm going to concede that is... Dude, when he's on, he's on, on fire. fire. No, I agree. When he's not, yep. it's a little abstract, a little strange. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the right mood, I still might not hate it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's as self-indulgent as, say, like a Steve Vai or something mm. like that. Now, if we're talking about a pure picker, I got two. They're country artists, Roy Clark and Glenn Campbell. These dudes are like white lightning in a bottle. If you haven't seen any of their old stuff on YouTube, whatever, go check these dudes out. They are unbelievable. Like, just how good, talented, and fast that they can play. I mean, it's like they're like heavy metal guitarists that were born in the 1940s, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, you know, and uh, yeah, they're 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 just and and yeah, it's it's amazing. It's truly, truly amazing to watch them play. I just, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that did lead guitar that weren't really recognized for it. Prince. That's the number one of people not recognized for being how talented they are on the guitar. Prince is my number one. I feel stupid bringing up Lou Reed after that, but (laughs) I'm going to do it anyway. No, I see Lou Reed to me. They're both great in very, very very different different ways. (laughs) Very. Lou Reed was like the feeling guy where he could, he could, he could, Mm -hmm. he he was Mm -hmm. chord progression. They were both giving you feelings, man. Just different feelings. But if you haven't seen the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl with Prince, when he pulls out the, the, 
cymbal guitar. Purple guitar. The purple guitar, and then it starts raining. During purple rain. During purple rain. And he gives the guitar to somebody right in front of the stage. I don't know how much they made for that, but oh my God. I, I hope they imagine. still got it. In I, my ideal, they I, do. I wouldn't. I'd have sold that and put... What do you think about Buddy Holly? Mm, I'd put Buddy Guy before Buddy Holly. Facts. I'd put B.B. King before Buddy Guy. Ooh. I'd put Albert King and Freddie King on the same page as B.B. King. I hate you, man. <laughs> you can't write that fast. <laughs> Mike Campbell. Oh, very instrumental into the Heartbreaker's success. I do like that. And Alex Lifeson in a three-piece. Oh, In a three-piece. That dude killed it in a three-piece. He did the rhythm and, and the, the lead. lead. Yeah. Like, we only have one guitar. Yeah. I mean, you could you could say that about Cobain, about Kurt Cobain, but he was more like power chords and, like, you want to talk about grit, grit of a guitar. He was never like, I'm going to impress you with this, like, diddly, 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 diddly. Now, if you want to step it back from that kind of volume and intensity... Um, Peter Buck doesn't get enough, uh, enough credit for his lead parts. I mean, because he's the only guitarist, because a lot of their stuff is kind of poppy. But, I mean, the guy could throw it down. And he had a lot of other side projects, too, yeah. Yeah. where he really got to explore that more. Yeah. But, yeah, Peter Buck, man, underrated. Another guy, I can't believe it's taken us this long to mention him, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, SRV for sure. Because that dude, he had a an absolute hammer. He could play behind his back with his teeth, all the things. And it's like, and again, is that what you want in a lead guitar player? I but, don't know. But his feeling. Or do you want Dick Dale? His feeling and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like the surf rock dude. That's awesome. Uh, I would put Keith Richards on mine um, because he was very creative in his licks. Um, li- go listen to but if Tattoo put- You. Um, that's one of my favorite mm, Rolling Stones records. And it's very catchy. His mm-hmm. guitar hooks are catchy on that. And there's one dude, my one of my dad's favorite guitar players. I'd be remiss if I did not mention him in this. Um, Tommy Emmanuel. Um, that dude, if you want to see a pure player... I don't even know how much that dude practices. It's got a, it's like 27 hours a day because that the guy is all over the place and he does this finger style that's just it's ridiculous. Now we were just uh, arguing about being in a three person band and he's a one man band and how you're obviously doing more than one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does Jack White come in to that spectrum? Oh gosh, at the top because I wouldn't call it a rhythm. He's close. He's close because because he's in so many bands and because he's in the lead of so many bands. That's part of it. His is, versatility and is everybody, really interesting. I've, I've seen him perform live in multiple bands, and in all honesty, he is a focal point of the viewer because you're just like he 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 commands. He's just he has a presence that commands your attention on the stage, and you're like what is he doing like i mean he's just like it's he's just he's an amazing guitar player as well and it's just like yeah yeah the power that comes out of his guitar and his voice at the same time you're just like whoa 
I mean, you brought up Iomim. Hmm. Yep. Um, I don't know. I mean, would you say Jerry Cantrell's guitar was? Dude, I love Allison Chains. I love Jerry Cantrell, but I. There's few people that are in that grunge era that were that would make this list for me, like. Kim Thiel and Jerry Cantrell would probably be the closest for me. I think you're I think you're on target with Jerry Cantrell being the better of those. I think they both had their own kind of things. But the grunge scene kind of had, well, and, you know, you had Pearl Jam, who kind of had the multi-tandem, you know. The uh, incestuous creation from a number of bands. bands. And, they were, and they were great. You know, you had Stone. They're fantastic. Yeah, you had Stone, uh, Gossard. Um, I mean, doing did you more. bring up Chet Atkins? I did not. Now, in the country, in the country thing that I was talking a minute ago, yeah, we should definitely bring him up uh, because that guy, he he not only tried to teach guitar lessons on vinyl back in the day. Um, so what are we picking? Who, who are we picking? That's a great call. Um. All right, my top five. Uh, I'm gonna go in no particular order right now, and I'm gonna go with Jeff Beck, Prince, Pete Townsend, the the Kings, Albert, BB, and Freddie. I don't know how to differentiate because it's like I could do literally each one of them separately for multiple different reasons. However, and and, and I'm also gonna say I could do the same with Dwayne Allman and Derek Trucks. You know, like, who would you pick? I think I'd go with Dwayne Allman, and I think I'd go with Albert if I had to absolutely pick. But So, I had the advantage of going second here. True. So, I was going to say Pete, <laughs> but since he's already there. And, and I mean, I was going to say Dwayne Allman, too. Ooh, I love but, that. But uh, since he's been said, um, so I've got a wild card I'm going to throw in. Oh, I like that. I like wild cards. We didn't talk about Chuck Berry. Now, I wouldn't put Chuck Berry up against some of the 80s, 90s, or whatever. He didn't have the technology, man. Oh, yeah, no. But for when he existed. Oh, yeah. Chuck Berry was the bomb. Yeah, he was the Robert Johnson of the 50s and 60s. He was, man. And and he was doing, before Jimi Hendrix was doing like, you know, crazy stuff with guitars, Chuck Berry was doing things with them sonically. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely great he was providing new sounds people didn't know. Yeah. Um. So I was also going to say Carlos Santana. Love it. Versatile, distinctive Eddie Van Halen. Love it. Can't you can't you can't argue with it. You can't argue with it. And uh, and Mike Campbell. Hmm. I could argue that one, but I'm not going to because I love the dude. I love That's it. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great song that he did with his band recently. And if you haven't heard it, please go check yeah, it out. Listen to Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. It's great. Check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, it seems like we had Pete Townsend and Dwayne Allman kind of locked down there. We did. So it's down to two. Yeah. I mean, do you want to debate it or? 
All give right. it to Susan. No, no, no. I don't want to. I don't want to give it to Susan. I don't. I want to. I, I think we can hash this out. And 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 what does each player give? Dwayne Allman gives us a slide that Pete Townsend doesn't have. Pete Townsend gives us a songwriting ability and an absolute magnetism on stage that Dwayne Allman doesn't give. Pete's got the writing and the performance. Dwayne has the the instinctual and like the, and the mystique the dude yeah, played with that's what I'm saying, the dude too. played with he played with Aretha he played with everybody back then and ev- and the, and I think I got to go with Dwayne over Pete because of who he played with and how many people wanted Please to play with Please don't say because of who just have that <laughs> respect and don't say it in the explanation. Uh, yeah. Because of the great guitar player that Dwayne is. Um, yeah, and he it was that. I think, are we, are we on Dwayne? Oh, yeah. It's got to be Dwayne, man. It's got to be Dwayne. The legend lives. The legend lives. Well, that's our uh, wrap-up on who we feel we would want in our band. Uh, Dwayne Allman wins our guitar player, lead guitar player. Uh, make sure you give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Follow us on Twitter at album the number four the day. And if you have any comments, requests, any of that, uh, shoot us an email to album for the day at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we're gonna slide on out of here. <laughs> Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. No, not you, Dwayne. Not you. Don't eat a peach. Don't you dare. All right, little Martha, sit down. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!